0: This is a Mr. Thrive Media production.
1: Wish I had a million dollars. Hot dog!
0: I'm Joel Volk, and welcome to Small BizCast, where twice a month I explore the lives of small business owners to dig a bit deeper and expose strengths, weaknesses, ideas, and challenges with blemishes and all. Today's episode features an aspiring entrepreneur with a budding business. Takia Kohli is the founder of TYC Pictures and Post Production. Listen in as I help Takia workshop some ideas and help her propel herself to greatness. As you listen to Small BizCast, you will find comfort in knowing that you are not alone. Hopefully, you'll learn something while finding inspiration and ideas from the people I introduce you to, like Takia. Hopefully, you'll laugh a little too. Hot dog! It's a wonderful life. We are on with TYC Pictures and Post Productions House founder, Takia Kohli. Takia, thanks for joining us. I wanna hear all about your story.
2: Okay, so TYC Pictures and Post Production House is actually a Los Angeles based film production and post production company. It is actually in the startup phase and I am in the process of building the, this company mainly to represent the underrepresented. So making and producing films that we normally don't see in, in Hollywood, working with, with people who have like unique and, and innovative ideas, bringing on people and, and hiring people who are just getting started and getting giving them a, a chance to like do what they love and to progress on their their skills. For example, in post-production, like hire editors who are really good and are coming out of grad school or, or undergrad and need that experience. And like the the whole idea for me for, for this company is just to basically give that opportunity to people who may not have an easy time of like getting a chance to to do it in like a, a Hollywood setting.
0: So, give me an example. Do you have any recent projects that we might be able to find?
2: I have a really short film, a three minute film called Unrest. Actually, you can find it on my Instagram <laughs> on TYC underscore picture underscore and post. And so can, we, um,
0: can we also hashtag smallbizcast on it so people can find it easy? If they'll remember that. Oh, or, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, smallbizcast audience, go look for it, putting that on. We'll link it to our Instagram. Yeah as well. Unrest tells me what I think it is, but what is it? What is it about?
2: Unrest is Actually, about a serial killer who who is in a state of unrest from the victims that he killed, and also his victims are in a state of unrest because he's a, a free person and still getting away with with murdering women.
0: So it's a feel-good picture that you did.
2: It's a feel-good picture. Yeah,
0: right. it makes you want to makes you just want to eat a lot of popcorn. Just they get, get
2: haunted, the so that that might, <laughs> make people feel good.
0: And, and is this a film that? you directed
2: actually i wrote it i directed it edited it yeah wow. i did like the whole thing except for the, the uh cinematography the cinematography was actually done by a terrific dp jose lopez and carlos lopez i'm sorry the production was actually done when i was doing the, f- the film program at lacc
0: gotcha okay yeah All right. and that, that's what gave you your inspiration to start your business yes. right yes Right. And so uh, how long have you been in business?
2: I'm just starting. So, well, I can say I've had the idea for about three years.
0: Right. If you had to pin your product down into a sentence, what would it be? And here's what I mean by that. Um, Mm So I just saw you take a sip from a straw, right?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: So the straw is the actual widget, but the product really is something else. The product is a device so you can stay sanitary, so you can not make a mess. It does something for you. What what are you delivering to the people that will be paying you?
2: I am delivering a very visual storytelling experience that okay. is high quality and with, with care. So, and, with- and
0: earlier in your description, it sounded like you were also creating a vehicle for people who couldn't get traditional services like yours because of the nature of their filmmaking. Is that also correct? Yes. So I'm curious about the business model. How do you attract those people? How do they pay you? Because that doesn't sound like they may, some, some of those people may not have the resources to be with big budgets. And then what happens once the product's delivered? How, how does it get delivered to the... Consumer, the audience.
2: Basically, how to attract people to my business, I try not to be overpriced. Knowing that, like, say, maybe a, a, a student may need editing services, I do student rates and what they can afford. So I, I basically cater to what they can afford, but in the realm of what my work is worth. Right. So it's never like overpriced. It's never like Hollywood type. <laughs> <laughs> Price so you're an right?
0: you're an affordable so. solution for a startup production company.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Okay.
0: okay, got it. And then how long will it take, edit say a 10-minute student film?
2: For a 10-minute student film, de- depending on what they need, if they wanna do also sound design and coloring on it. But you do that all that?
0: You do the color balance I do. and all
2: that?
1: Right. Yes, wow. yes,
2: I can do that as mm-hmm. well. So I, I offer picture editing, I order, offer coloring and sound design. Um, you can do one out of the three, two out of the three, all three. If you want all three, that would take about like a month to a month and a half because right. the uh, sound design and the sound mixing takes the, the most amount of time.
0: So I assume and that your business at this point as a startup, it's really just you, correct? Are there, or do you have it is, okay. yes. And so how, is. Ma- how many projects can you manage at a time?
2: Right now, I am working on three projects that are not my own and three of my own. <laughs> so, so, you can so. Do, so
0: you can do six at a time, essentially. Yes. Is that about your capacity or do you have more time?
2: That is my capacity at one time.
0: Gotcha. So what happens if you get a call tomorrow from somebody that has a project that needs to be done in a short period of time? Will you be able to accommodate them?
2: Um, I would not. That, that, that's what uh, I would have to exercise my no, <laughs> uh, be, because I want to also put the needs of the other people that I'm working on their projects and focus on making their projects come to life as well. So if someone came to me and they asked me to, uh, if I would be able to edit a a project and they needed it like next month, I would have to say that I would not be available because of my my workload, but I will also help them find another editor maybe to to go to in order to get their their work done.
0: Okay. So I want to just workshop this a little bit, if that's all right. Okay, Yes. Okay, if you don't mind. So yeah. there's a couple of alternatives to saying no.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You, you kind of touched on a little bit because you said you would help them find an alternate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so why not, instead of saying no, why not help them find an alternate and then partner with the alternate?
2: That's a good so, idea. So, so yeah.
0: you can then have a bit of an income stream. You can maybe be a project manager, managing mm-hmm. the person on their behalf. It takes a lot less time because you're not doing the nuts and bolts of it. And that increases your capacity. That, yeah. that, that makes sense. So yeah. as a, yeah. as a business person who's been in business and there is a, there is a realistic um, expectation that you want to make promises that are, are not, you know, pie in the sky. You do want to make promises that are good. There's a couple mm-hmm. of premises here. One is you do always want to have tools to facilitate growth. And if you're working at capacity,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: can't take on a new customer. That's a business problem. And so planning in advance Find those, find those alliances to partner with because there's going to be times that you're slow and they're mm-hmm. going to have too much work and, okay. and vice versa. So find those people to partner with that you can work in concert with. That'll give you income when you're not putting the actual sweat equity into it yourself. Oh, okay. And the, and the yeah. second thing is practicing your no is probably not what you want to do. You want to focus on what you can do for people not what you can't do. If you had six projects, they're all time sensitive. You've made promises that can't be put off. What you can do is you can tell them, you know, here's when I can schedule it and give them a realistic expectation. And then thinking about that in advance, Mm -hmm. some of the promises you make the people that you're doing with now,
1: Uh uh-huh.
0: Don't make them tight promises, make them promises that say, that give you the room for wiggle room, because you may say, I'll get it to you in three weeks, but you have no idea if they need it in three weeks or not. They may, they may be able to live without it for six weeks, which means that that one you can triage this one. You can put off to take on some new business. Because what you really want to do is you want to fill up as much of your cost effective time as possible while you build partners. So eventually most of your work is done by having other people do it. And you're really then the project manager for all the different projects. And then voila, instead of having a single person business, you've got a bigger enterprise, one that could live without you. So you can take a vacation One that, so I want to help you change your thinking a little bit about that.
2: Okay. I I think that
0: will help you. As you, yeah. plan, as you plan your business. I hope, that, hope you don't mind me asserting my opinion there.
2: I know that, that's excellent. And thank you so much for that.
0: Sure. Yeah. So, so part of the small biz cast is to help workshop businesses. And I, I didn't necessarily bring you on for that or I would have warned you about it, but it just seemed to me that was an opportunity to help mm-hmm. change the paradigm a little bit because it's a very common thing for sole practitioners to make their time their biggest commodity and, and then limit their ability to grow and succeed especially if you're helping people do it at a, at a lower price. Yeah. It's going to be very hard for you to make money. Let's say that you have a project that, you know, you've got six projects and it's taking all your time and you're mm-hmm. working at a discounted rate for all six of those projects and someone comes in there and wants to pay full price. That's the one you want.
1: Right. Because that's, right. yeah. the,
0: that's the one that's going to help you t- get to the next step. You don't want to practice your no on that person.
2: Right, right,
0: right. That would be really bad. You want to find a safe way to say yes as often as you that's
2: can. Thank you for that.
0: Of course. So small businesses is really hard and it's a, it's a learning process and there's very few places you can get an education. You, people typically learn how to do their task, their craft, but yeah. they don't typically learn how to run a business. So having an understanding that there's lots to learn, I just want to encourage you to find other ways to create capacity. Every time you can create capacity, you can grow. So where were we? We were talking about business and how you get people. So how do you deliver? Is it all digital? So It must be all digital. There's no more. It
2: is all all digital.
0: You're but not I'm using not, razor not. blades and scotch tape on it? <laughs> no.
2: no. No. No? No razor blades and scotch tape. No, it's all digital. So when I was
0: uh, in my youth, I had a friend who was, went to L.A. City College, in their film uh-huh. program, and I helped him make at least at least two, maybe three student films. And I remember he had to raise $1,000 a minute to make a student oh, wow. film. This is back in the, you know, I was in my early 20s. So this, this goes back, you know, 35 years or so. Yeah. How much does it cost now to make a student film?
2: A student film could, ooh, for a low budget student film, about 5000 and up.
0: It still costs that much, even with. Uh, yeah, even though I can lot, do it on my yeah. iPhone. It's a
2: lot. It's right. a lot because uh, depending on the location and the types of locations and the amount of, of locations that you need, there are some places that needs like insurance and you have to get permits. And then craft services cost them the, the most. It's like the most expense out of all the expense you of you shooting gotta a feed, film. You got to feed the people. <laughs> So it can all add up. And then transportation, getting the stuff back and forth, right. unless you're in one location. Right. So yeah, it can, it can cost that much.
0: Are you marketing to the film students at SC and places like that that presumably have more of a budget?
2: I, I haven't specifically narrowed down uh, a specific group of, of like uh, students to to market to. I just try and, and advertise it. I, I usually get clients from from word of mouth. Right. So the people that i've I've worked with who who've worked on on my projects they uh see the end product and then they want me to do something for their their film mm-hmm. like sound or or editing
0: right what's the next phase in your business then? what do you have to do next to get to get rolling
2: well the the next thing i Need to incorporate it, become an LLC, and then do the the, the website and the email and make it a professional business.
0: And is that because you've been advised to do that or is that because you think it'll help you grow more?
2: Because I think it'll help me grow more and to to treat it like a a, a full-time business. For me, I feel like if I don't incorporate it and do it full-time, then I will always treat it like a part-time business and be doing other stuff and right. not realizing they that you make this year.
0: Time. Right? Are yeah. you doing this full-time?
2: Yeah, right now, during the corona, yes, <laughs> I've been working on it full time. Like from the time I, I get up from the time I go to bed, yes.
0: Okay, good. You know yeah, that I'm,
2: I've been putting startup, in long hours.
0: <laughs> yeah, the startup phase is, you know, and I've had people on that say the startup phase doesn't have to be this way, but I, I believe that the startup phase is the time you put both shoulders into it and all your head, you yes. dream about it, and you wake up with solutions that you didn't have.
2: And that's the, the phase wh- where you get all your information and learn.
1: And
0: yeah. In the internet world, you know, especially now with, you can easily identify who's making films and who's not using social media Mm -hmm. easily and inexpensively target audiences and start posting and becoming part of the community of folks that help each other find business in that space so I'm sure you're already doing that and way ahead of me on that but Mm -hmm. it seems to me that there's some advantage to being homebound during this time trying to build a business that's largely technology in your space you get to download (laughs) and upload files and it's not like anybody has to physically bring anything to you right
2: right exactly Yeah. yeah, just have to have large external hard drive and space. Yeah. Right.
0: Are you set up to do any work for people doing pr- commercial production?
2: I have never done commercials. I'm open. I'm open to do it. I would love to to have like my first co- commercial project.
0: What would it take in terms of technology? Do you have the actual tools and the f- and the facility to to handle a commercial production?
2: Yeah, I have the the, the tools to like the startup tools for right.
0: it. Right. Let's say that you were to get an opportunity for that. Could you rent space? Are there facilities where you could rent yeah, space can, and rent that equipment?
2: Yeah, I can find places where I can rent and do that.
0: So another thing, if if you don't mind me asserting myself here, you want to establish those relationships early now. Oh, okay. So when someone okay. says to you, "Can you handle this commercial?" you say, "Yes,
1: I can." <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> because you can.
1: Good point. Good
0: point. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> the idea is, I should really ask you this, but I assume that the idea is to have. A business that is thriving enough that you're having a nice lifestyle as a result of the fruits of that work, correct? Mm -hmm. If you envision what that looks like, you may not have the resources today to buy them and acquire them or lease them or do anything you would normally do in a traditional sense, but you do have alternatives. And so if you think about what you need today to accomplish that big stuff. Yes. Now you start making your strategic alliances. Who do who has it? Where do I pay for it? How much time does it cost to use it? Because if somebody says to you, listen, I want to film a coffee commercial. I heard you do great work and you work below, you know, what a lot of my competitors do. You want to be able to say, yeah, of course I can do that. You want to be able to ask questions that leads you to a, a yes. Practicing your yes. <laughs> yes,
2: practicing the yes. I don't want yeah. you to practice your no <laughs> <laughs> the park, yes practice, money,
0: yeah. <laughs> practice yeah people and I mean people I'm, your customers are people right they understand that you may they, they understand especially in this kind of gig world we live in that not everybody has 100 percent ownership of what they have but they don't want that they want you because they like you and they want your talent and how and the tools you have in place helps harness that talent Okay. So while you're spending your waking moments putting together your business and putting it together, I I do think you should incorporate and I do think you should create a legal entity that has insurance and all the things you need to be a proper business because that's just good business sense. But I'd like to see you spend most of your time building those strategic alliances. Start backwards. I'm going to get this client, what resources would I need to have in order to fulfill this need of the client? And where are those resources now and how do I get them who do I need to establish myself with and create your, what they used to call a Rolodex, but create your database of vendors and, and know your costs because some, the next question is going to be, oh, great. How much does it cost? Right,
1: right. <laughs> you don't know <what> want to say, <laughs> I don't know. Right.
0: You want to say, well, let's talk about your project and I'll be able to provide a you know proposal for you, a recommendation for you. So start backwards and spend some of your time building that, okay. building those relationships. and And even if you're not going to have business with them for a long time, there's no reason not to pick up the phone and just talk to them what's new. Hey, you know, you you know, get state, build your relationships. Cause those are the people, those are the resources that are going to help you when you need it. So you can practice your yes.
1: Right. Okay.
0: Over the many years I've worked at Mercury Document Imaging, we've been solving business problems using technology, and now we have this new reality. Employees are working from home and companies are trying to stay relevant and efficient and have accountability for their employees while doing so. The big problem is that the cyber criminals are working from home too, and they have been doing this longer and know what they're doing and know what vulnerabilities you've created by kind of throwing this together quickly. So now that it looks like we're gonna be here for a while, it's time to think about this, I want you to reach out to my company. We'll either help you or refer you to a partner that can help you, depending on what the vulnerability is. But the first thing to do is start with an assessment, make sure that you're protected, and then find the weak link. So please call us, 818-782-1221. My extension is 25913. But call anybody at the office. We're all happy to help you, and we want to make sure that we don't have any more problems than we already have. Thanks. You didn't know I was gonna just totally workshop you.
2: <laughs> no, th- this is actually really good. This is okay. very helpful. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the beautiful thing about the creative world, creative slash technical world, uh-huh. is that the sky's the limit, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. You have the skill set and the and the talent. Now it's the technology that holds you back. And and so
1: right. you
0: have to have those tools at your fingertips, whether you own them or just have access to them. And especially since we love technology, it's constantly changing. You know, you might buy something you think you need and find out it's obsolete a few months later. I'd rather not own that equipment personally. I'd rather, much rather be able to partner with someone who will let me rent space on it when, until I'm doing full-time work, and need it all the time. And then it becomes just a a cost benefit analysis in order to, is it better to own it versus rent it? These are all things that you'll find, they'll start to become very natural for you, by the way hope this doesn't intimidate you to think you can't do this. Oh, is, no, should, no, no. this what I want this to do is empower you to move past the things that you know that are limiting you. The,
2: this is actually one of the things that I like about starting a, a, a business because uh, it it makes me learn mm-hmm. uh, a, a lot of things about running a, a business, keeping it stable and, and and successful. And this is a, a real right. experience that I welcome. <laughs>
0: Do you have any mentors that are already in this business that will help you?
2: I speak with an editor, uh, Christine Haslett. Uh, she's been my mentor and like helping me like finding assistant editing uh, work. But as far as like creating a business m- mentor, no. Okay. I'm, I'm actually looking for one.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I would encourage, you're welcome to call me anytime, by the way, but I would encourage oh, okay. I would encourage okay. you to find somebody who's, who's done your type of business before yeah. that is mm-hmm. looking to pay it back, pay it forward, if you will. Yes. Because that will help you. That will help you run scenarios past them. How do I solve this problem? Because I'm going to keep on saying this because you got me started on it. But you, <laughs> yeah. you really want to practice that yes. Yes.
1: Okay. yes.
0: You never want to lie about a yes, but you do right. want to say yes as much as you can because that's what moves you forward. Correct. Right.
2: That's right. That's what we right. Thank you for that important lesson. Practice my. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, you got me started with that. I go, that's it. If you practice my no, no. who
2: wants to say no?
0: Nobody likes the person who says no.
2: <laughs> that's true. That is true. I, I read that in a book and that stuck in my head. Okay, I got to get that out. <laughs>
0: was it not a business book?
2: It actually was a business book. Really? About uh, t- taking on like a, a lot of projects that, that you can't handle, then it, it's your time to exercise your, your no.
0: Yeah, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. You definitely want to be honest if there's a project that's not for you or sometimes yeah. there's a client that you just know is not for you. And, it's, and especially yeah. when you're at a startup phase, You know, you could have that one client that can absorb 80% of your time and pay, you know, for nothing because they be that person. So you do want to use your spidey senses on certain things. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I found that, you know, that little guy on my shoulders has been right more than I have. As I built my business and had people work for me, Mm -hmm. we built in processes to deal with it and and rules and procedures. And so if you feel like you have to exercise the policies in Mm -hmm. terms of getting paid up in, in front or making sure that your scope of work is so perfectly, it's pre-discussed, pre-agreed on, signed off on. So if there's a, you'll start to develop those processes, which allow you to stretch your comfort zone to those those people that maybe when you were tiny, you thought was unwise to do business with. Now you can do business with them because you've ironed all those things out and you've made it very, very clear that this is how you know, business is going to be done and everybody agrees on it. And there's no, what we call mutual mystification. There's no mystery as to what you meant versus what that person meant. So you want to, so there's no question about that. The spidey sense is important and I'm not trying to deny that. I just want to help you increase your capacity. If you envision right. a, a bucket of water and you want to pour more water in it, you need a bigger yeah. bucket, right? But, right? but in a business, right. you're always trying to pour more water in it. Always. Right.
1: Yeah, the, the, that is true.
0: So you always have to be able to expand your capacity as you progress.
2: Thank you for that.
0: <laughs> Getting tired of me, you. No,
2: no, not at all. <laughs> I could talk to you all day. I'm like, very informative. I love it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I think you're in a very interesting business because so many people are in the creative world. Are people in, that are doing podcasts also do video <laughs> podcasts? Are, are you able to help people in that world do that, that, that type of editing as well?
2: I am in, in a p- position to, to do that, yes. Actually, I've been talking to a, a friend of mine and we've been talking about doing a podcast. We also have like a show idea in mind also as well. So because podcasts are are very like in <laughs> and yes, I can because uh, you, you hardly see any podcasts that are about filmmaking like, or, or, or filmmakers helping film, right. you know, other, other filmmakers or because I'm, I'm an actress as well. And so actors helping other actors and helping them. Like for me, I would love as an actor to help other actors like create their own little business mm-hmm. so they can they can be, be able to work and not re- rely on being hired by other people because all the, the auditions that, that people go on, you can be doing that forever and be struggling forever. But if you create your own little opportunities, maybe yeah. there's a way that you can do what you love and still make a, a little bit of money.
1: Yeah,
0: right, right. Doing it, so. So it gives me a chance a little bit to plug my son's company. My son is a podcast production company, and he has a, a once a month networking group for people in the entertainment business. He's at MrThrive.com, I think.
2: Yes, I, I was supposed to that.
0: So Charlie, I, I when I edit this, that. you can help me fix
2: it.
0: <laughs> but he's, he does a really great job of putting together people in the entertainment network to help each other.
2: I was actually supposed to go to the, the last one, but my computer shut down on me and I had to go get it fixed. So that, yeah, that, that was the week that I was supposed to do. That. I was so looking forward to that too. Right. So I can't wait till the, the, the next one comes up.
0: Yeah, good. I think it's the, I think it's the last day of the month every, every yes. month. Right. Yes. So tell me about your business moving forward. What happens once once you're all incorporated and you have mm-hmm. all your? How are you going to attract new business?
2: Well, I am going to, on on my Instagram. I have a personal Instagram and a, a business Instagram, and then I'm going to create a, a a website, a a business website, advertise through that every week, or every other well around like twice to three times a week I'll try and like advertise on on Instagram to get new new business coming in. I get a, a lot of work now from word of mouth and just by uh doing a what one person's project and then someone else sees it and then <laughs> I I get re- referred from uh from uh, someone else who I I've, I've worked with. So that has been a a, a blessing. So um just keep for me, just keep, like, doing high-quality work people, you know, that will take care of itself. Like, the, the referrals will come. But uh, as far as me, like, advertising, I would advertise on my, my Instagram as often as, as possible. I'm also, like I said, I'm in talks with a friend of mine to do a, a, a project, it's like a, a show that kind of like flip a flop, but it's, it, it's like for filmmakers. Uh, it's basically taking you like behind the scenes <laughs> I at, <love> that. Uh, <laughs> at, uh, at you know, f- film productions and, and giving the audience that experience of, of like being b- behind the scenes.
0: So you're going to do like a, like a, he said, she said type of production where you, you both have a different idea of how the project should be made and then let the filmmaker or, or the the artist figure out, just make a decision based on your debate? Is that, that a concept? That
2: is a, a good idea, but, but <laughs> <laughs> that is actually a really good idea. What we had in mind was basically going behind the scenes at different film shoots uh-huh. and just letting the, the audience like experience like uh, what a cinematographer does um, do. and have them d- d- describe how they get the look, talk to the d- director, have them describe to the audience like um how they come to their their vision and how they envision right. a, a scene and stuff like that so but i like your idea as well <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll work on it together <laughs>
2: That's
1: funny.
0: very good yeah very good. so do you have any do you have any questions or things you want to work on that can help you with like what are the, what are the uh, challenges that you're facing right now besides the ones that i brought to you what what challenges do you have
2: it's just more of like just me like understanding the whole legalities and and stuff on like creating a a business like after like the llc um i i know you have to do like an operations agreement um you have to get insurances and stuff like that is there anything else that i may need
0: so Yeah, I mean, as you're saying this, I'm thinking to myself, you've got a big liability issue because somebody downloads a a file to you and you have to make sure that your cyber security is really tight so nobody hacks into it. And also the quality of your systems need to be solid so you don't accidentally lose something because a hard drive crashes or something on that level. Those types of uh, protections, redundancy has to be worked out. The number one question I think people will ask, especially as they become frequent flyers, they're going to ask you, how are you protecting their intellectual property? And that's something you're going to have to have answers to. I would assume that insurance is huge in that respect. Um, and yeah. When I say huge, I don't mean expensive, although it might be. I'm, I'm referring to hugely important. And as you work with bigger production companies, they're going, to, they, they, they're going to scrutinize it even more because they're going to have more expensive productions to protect. And that's why some of the big houses have some real strong IT offerings. And you may need to partner with, a, with some IT companies that can be your backbone. Make mm-hmm. sure that you're solid in that respect. I think you you definitely need a business plan. Yes, you sort of sounded like you have one because we were talking and you said, "What's yeah. the next? What's next for I'm, you?"
1: I'm working on You it, yeah.
0: definitely want to have a linear plan. Understand that all plans are, you know, a starting point. Right. And and I also always suggest that you know exactly what your day is going to be tomorrow. So. Yes. The last thing you do is you plan tomorrow and, and right. because because your time right now is is your biggest and most important commodity and you want to make sure that you're focused because this critical time in your business you're going to need to be able to leverage the resources you have and right now time is the most important one.
1: Right. Yes, definitely. That's why,
0: by the way, um, having someone to talk to business-wise, that's why I say you're welcome to call me, but having a regular relationship with a business coach at some level will help you stay on track. That person's not, not going to give you the answers. They're going to question your answers.
1: Right. They're going right. to force
0: you to raise your game a little bit because most of what you, your vision is your vision. Nobody wants,
2: right. I don't want
0: you to have my vision. I want you to have your vision and I want you to succeed exactly. with it.
2: Do you think like the best way to find... A mentor in my field would be like to just basically like uh, seek out like who I would like to 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 work with and then uh, send them an email and uh, see if they're open to mentorship or
0: there might be organizations that are set up for your industry who do you admire in your business that and that you can reach out to and maybe you know offer to to shadow them and establish a relationship and buy him a, you know, a cup of Starbucks and
1: yeah. <laughs> and just
0: kind of get, you know, it's, it's, t- it's tough now because of this world we're in where we have to stay separate people. It is helpful to have people that have navigated the same waters that you have
1: mm-hmm. and now
0: have a new perspective on what, no, they know without question what they would have done differently if they only knew then what they know now you know, and that are willing to share that with you because they're secure enough in their own skin to know that that you're not going to hurt them. That by giving something to you means that you're giving something to them, which is something they can't get any other way. As when you help somebody, you feel so good helping somebody that you want to find that person. Um, that knows your business and and can look you in the eyes and know that they're giving you the best. And so it's a relationship and it's it's important to find those people if you can. What I find is really kind of interesting. I think people naturally want to help other people. If I was standing in front of you right now and I dropped this pen,
1: Mm -hmm. my guess
0: is even though you know I'm perfectly capable of picking up this pen, you would start to reach for it to help me pick it up. Yeah. That's human nature to do that. Mm -hmm. And so by simply just humbling yourself enough to asking for help, people will gladly help you, especially if they have it in their capacity to do so. And So I want to encourage you to exercise that, okay. you know, practice that <laughs> that expression too, because I think you'll, you have a nice warm way about you and I think people naturally like you. And so that's a really big benefit when you, you know, <laughs> to people when you're introducing yeah. people. It is.
2: <laughs> Thank you for offering for me to give you a call if I need any. Yeah, I don't know your business.
0: No, I'm happy to do that. I don't know your yeah. industry, but I do know sometimes it like I said, I can question I can question your answers. Mm-hmm. It you, sometimes it helps you just clarify it. Because if it's, it's yeah. a very, very lonely thing to be a soul, you know, a sole practitioner, a sole entrepreneur right. mm-hmm. and not have anybody to bounce ideas off of. It's so lonely. Yes it's so lonely and so yeah so seek out that community of other people that's why networking is so important when i used to i still i mean pre-covid i -hmm. was always having lunch with my friends that were in business always and we would talk about personal stuff but we always talked about business always and we would commiserate this happened this happened this you know and i used to jokingly say that my job was to sit there with them and hear their problems tell them my problems and at the end of the day say boy I'm glad those are their problems. I'll take mine back. <laughs> <laughs> My problems are okay compared to them. Right? But you help yeah. each other. We, we beat each other's sounding boards because mm-hmm. the business people that got to, as we got to know each other, yeah. we learned to trust them. And then by learning to trust them, we learned to then open up to them. And now the loneliness kind of dissipated a little bit. And it's, it's harder now because you can't sit across the table from somebody you, you, know, you don't really know very well.
2: Right, right. Oh, I do have a question that just came to mind. Okay, sure. so um, right now I am working out of my home, which I will hope to for that to change within another two years. I don't know.
0: I love those bricks, man. She's <laughs> oh, amazing. <thank> you. <laughs> when I first when I first met her, I thought she was in Brooklyn in a, a walk up, and she said, "No, I'm in LA." <laughs> oh my
2: god, it's so crazy because um, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, and I've I've only lived in one apartment. My my parents still live in, in the same place from, from when I was two years old, uh-huh. but I did live on my own in the Bronx and um, I did show a- apartments in Manhattan at, at one point and not one of them had interior bricks. <laughs> I never knew. And so when people, like when I moved out here and, and people would, would say New York style apartment, I'm like, uh, we don't have apartments like this in New York. <laughs> but now it's like, yeah, it's a New York style apartment.
1: Is that Koreatown? Yes. Yeah,
2: okay. gotcha. So cl- close to downtown, Wilshire and Vermont. Got it. So I, I work out of my home. And then when you legalize your business, the address becomes public. So I don't want my, my home address to be public. To right. um, And so I, I have a P.O. box, but it's with the post office. Yeah. So on that little small print that I read, it says that I can't use the address because I I did do a, a PO box as a, a regular address where I can can use their address for like FedEx and stuff like that. But it did say that I can't use it for like on business forms.
0: Yeah, I think you're supposed to put B- PMB, post, Postal Mailbox or something on that level, on the actual form itself. I'm also sure that if you have it for, forever, I'm sure that people have been putting business addresses down. Yeah. I do also think that unlike 20 years ago, or even 10 years ago, people working from their home is very common. And yes. I don't think anybody looks down on other people the way it was once looked down upon. And I, and I also think certain industries make sense to work from home and certain ones don't. But right. in this time now where everybody's working from home, yeah. nobody wants to be identified where they live to the people they do business with. It's, it's, it's perfect. Right fine just go even if you did p.o P- box you know seven yeah. eight nine ten people are not gonna think ill of you or, or less of you for doing okay
2: that. yeah that that actually wasn't my my, my main concern my, my, my main concern was, was basically like safety oh yeah my, my, my address out there yeah for, of course. Uh, for anybody to, to like come and visit
1: <laughs>
0: yeah and yeah so, so here's I, so here's, here's a suggestion sorry to interrupt you but here's a okay. suggestion there are creative workspaces that rent out so you may want to they may, they may have arrangements where you don't need the space the desk space but you want the mailbox yeah. space
1: oh maybe okay. have arrangements
0: like that um then they're walking into something that's very much in vogue which is the community workspaces and mm-hmm. from what i understand covid is really bit disruptive for them too because people used to work as needed and now they really can yeah. so my guess is they're more flexible now than they were a few months ago
2: oh okay i will look into that like creative workspaces okay yeah. i thought creative workspaces was basically to rent for uh to, to work out of
0: yeah, they, are, they typically are, but they may have arrangements where you can just use their address too, or use their, their conference room or, you know, for when you want to meet with people. If you want to meet a client um, in, a, in a room, they may ha- you may not have to have a permanent desk. I mean, there are several different companies that do that. And I would encourage you just to you know start calling and yeah. seeing which ones will do that, especially the meeting people in person, because you're not going to want to meet people at your home. Right. You're not going to want to meet them at Starbucks necessarily, or right? Yeah, no. There's <laughs>
1: no privacy <mean>, there.
0: <laughs> right, I'm I'm just thinking optimistically that we're not going to be meeting people on Zoom the rest of our lives. It's pretty soon. Right. So
2: exactly.
0: It'll pass, and we have to go back to business as usual at some point.
2: Pretty really soon. I, I I miss that um j- j- just like that contact with other people and just being able to like interact and like and you get to learn from other people too just yeah. by being around them so i hope we get back to that
0: <laughs> agreed agreed i miss body language
2: <laughs> i know right <laughs> i know the body language is important
0: <laughs> have you seen people on zoom calls that lean really close in it makes you uncomfortable?
2: oh no <laughs> uh, only when they're a- a- adjusting themselves
0: <laughs> right <laughs> I hope we can continue the conversation. I can't wait to see yeah. how you grow. Startup businesses are really exciting, and I just want to encourage you to stay I, focused and say...
2: Thank you so much. Yes, yeah. I, I'm definitely going to keep in touch because you have some fantastic feedback, answers to, to, to my questions regarding business. Good. And though you may not be in the same field, but it's it's very helpful and because it's business. Well, <laughs> it's growing and sustaining a, a, a business. So. Yeah,
0: no, I'm happy to help, so feel free to reach out anytime.
2: Okay. okay. Thank you
0: so much. Nice to talk to you. <laughs> I enjoyed this. Thanks for listening to Small BizCast today. Takia Coley is going to do great, and we're going to follow her from time to time on Small BizCast. So give us a like on our Facebook page or Instagram so you can be in touch with us. And remember, if you have business questions or are thinking about sponsoring our show, go to our website, smallbizcast.com. Once again, thank you. And remember, hot dog, it's a wonderful life. Next on Small BizCast, we're going to tackle one of my favorite topics, social entrepreneurship. I've interviewed Armine Bazikian of To Talk Armenian, who turned her passion project into a fabulous business. It's very complex, it's on its way, and she's a fascinating person to talk to. Here's a sneak peek.
1: I want to go further and say that Birthright Armenia was born out of Birthright Israel. It's literally
2: identical. You volunteer, you get reintroduced to your nation if you haven't been there. It's a beautiful program.
0: Yeah, have you done it?
2: Yeah, so that's kind of where my love affair for my homeland started because up until that point, you know, I moved here when I was seven, I had never been back. When I visited the country, I was 21. So it was very different from what I had imagined it all those years, and I did it through Birthright, which was,
1: I think, one of the better ways of reintroducing yourself to a a homeland because you're there with other adults your age. There's an element of fun involved in the exploration that you're doing, and so it leaves behind a very positive love and infatuation with your country that you take back with you.
0: Small BizCast drops every other Monday. Follow us on our socials for business tidbits and special offers. Thank you again to our sponsor, Mercury Document Imaging. We couldn't do this without you. And of course, thanks to my producer and my son, Charlie Volk of Mr. Thrive Media. Couldn't do without him either. Thank you very much for listening. Hot dog. It's a wonderful life.